long and prosperous. Well, I was going to the Toshi station to pick up some power converters. Lilu Dallas Multipass. Shut up and take my money. By Grabthar's hammer. What a saving. One does not simply walk into Mordor. X never, ever marks the spot. Until he's coming. You're a wizard, Harry. Stay a while and listen. Hey, old Kermit. Frog here. ties are cool. So say we all. This is a play on nerds. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 76 of A Play on Nerds. I'm Jarman. And I'm Steve. And we're the guys you've been listening to for the last three years, or some of you have been listening to for the last three years. <laughs> and why are you say that if you're listening to the audio podcast like right now? This is also available on YouTube in video form, one time only. That's right. <laughs> At least for another few years. Because for the first time since Jarman and I thought this thing up, which was four years ago, my brother's wedding, mm. we are together in person. It's weird. So in, we decided to make it a, a special event. In Pittsburgh, no less. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So we are live, <laughs> not live, right now we're live, we're later live. on yeah. we won't be live, uh, from my parents' house in Forest Hills, PA, which is right outside Pittsburgh. And for those of you in our international audiences, we have a lot of you listeners who are not from the United States. How would you describe Pittsburgh to them? Um, <laughs> so it was a, a steel uh, town for a long time. Everything was based off steel industry. And when the steel industry tanked a little bit, uh, so did Pittsburgh. So it went through a tough. It went it went through a tough couple decades, uh, but it's now on the up and up. Uh, there's a huge um, film industry here. There are tons and tons of incentives for filmmakers to come here. In fact, uh, for the Dark Knight movies, the ones with Christian Bale, all of the downtown scenes were shot here in Pittsburgh. I think one of them was shot partially in Chicago and Detroit, but yeah, like it's a lot yeah. of Pittsburgh as well. But anytime you see those movies and there's a yellow bridge. That's Pittsburgh. A ton of the bridges are yellow. And the mall. Tell them about the mall. Oh, <laughs> and right down the road, next town over is Monroeville, PA, uh, where the which has one of the big malls in the area, which is where the original Dawn of the Dead and George A. Romero movie. It looks totally different now because they added on They've to added it. On but you can see like, the original building where it's like, that yeah, looks like the Yeah, and there's the a movie. comic book shop that in the back has a little mini museum with some props and photos. Oh, that's pretty cool. And supposedly some of my second cousins on the Bauman side were extras, were zombies mm. in the film. <laughs> so a rich cultural history here. Weren't you an extra in some other film when you were a kid? I don't think so. I thought you told me about that with your dad or something. Not that I'm aware of. I'm thinking of my stepbrother. There you go. You he, was a, he was an extra in the crowd for Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and he was on my <laughs> stepdad's shoulders. And that's he was a little, little baby. That's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's cool. In Chicago. So what are we doing in Pittsburgh? So uh, my father, after many, many long years, finally got to retire. <laughs> many, many long years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so we did a big party for him, and I uh, decided to fly Jarman up because... East Coast flights are so much cheaper Cheap ticket. than East to West Coast. Like, stupid cheaper. Uh, There's so, also a thing called Frontier Airlines here in the States. I don't know if it's in Canada, too. but front, uh, Super cheap. Yeah. But they, uh, you pay for everything. They nickel and dime you. Like, if you want a carry-on bag, that's 25 bucks. You want a uh, checked bag? $30. Do you want a drink? Of any kind, even water? $3. Do you <laughs> want a seat not in the center? Twelve aisle, more dollars. Twelve more dollars for either a window or eye. Like they really get you. But if you want to fly cheap, they're they're a good option. If you want to sit between two smelly people and have no bags, that's right. <laughs> it's hundred bucks. Just go to a city between two smelly fat people and have nothing. And then Frontier Airlines. Bucks. It's this great. is the way for you. Uh, but thank you, Frontier, because we was able to get Jarman here for a pretty cheap ticket price, and it's excellent. This episode is brought to you by Frontier Airlines. Frontier Airlines. Uh, also <laughs> catered by my mom and dad. Yes, delicious and meatballs. let's not forget Silzer Law Charter. Silzer Law Charter. 
uh, for all of your immigration needs. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've it's been a whirlwind time. Yesterday, we got to go and pick up kegs. Those are heavy. East End Brewing Company, uh, which did, was, the beer was pretty good. Yeah. I was pretty impressed. It was good. Uh, there's one called Monkey Boy, which is a wheat beer, and I'm typically not big on wheat beers, but it was real good. And a pale ale. But I just didn't realize, it makes sense that it's so heavy, but we, these are miniature kegs, but they were still... Yeah, quarter kegs. Ridiculous. And they didn't help us carry them. Yeah, those jerks. They literally just pushed them out in the lobby. They were like, all right, there you go. This episode is not brought to you by East End Brewing Company. It is not. <laughs> um, and then yesterday afternoon, we had to go set up the, the party hall, and John and I spent three hours putting these lights up. Hanging lights. Hanging lights that were so delicate. We broke so many of the bulbs. I mean, super delicate. And they're pressurized. Like when they break, it pops and scares the crap out of you. <laughs> that was terrible. And the best part was, is that at the end of the night, it only took six minutes to take all that stuff down. <laughs> Yay. It took us three hours. Which is good because out. everyone was intoxicated. Yes, everybody was intoxicated. That Which is accurate. A successful party. Um, but otherwise, we've just been hanging out, having a good time, partying with the balance. Comic book day. Ooh, free, free comic, comic book, book day, day happened. Uh, this was uh, yesterday, right? Yep. And we went to uh, Phantom of the Attic in Monroeville, right by the mall we talked about. Very cute little comic shop. And uh, they had a big table of free comics. And I was actually very impressed Have you by been to a selection. free comic book day before? No. Because him and I don't really read comics that much. Sorry, yeah, it's not Ryan our, and Joff. It's not part of our repertoire, really. But it, it's really, we're hoping to read the ones we got. Yeah. They had a Doctor Who one. There's a uh, Star Trek Next Generation uh, Mirror um, Universe. Uh, Guardians one. of the Galaxy one. Um, Buffy. Buffy. I got I got some little kitty ones because Joyce will want to look at them. Yeah. Um, but no, and I was very impressed by the selection. One of my favorite movies of all time, The Usual Suspects, they had a Kaiser Sose backstory uh, comic that was available mm-hmm. free. And, like I didn't know this was relevant to anyone anymore, but like I love that movie, so I'm really excited yeah, to read that. Killer. And I bought the first volume of Walking Dead, which I haven't read yet, so... That should be good. I've heard it's good. Oh, it's it's killer. It's <laughs> I heard much about this. Have you heard much about this? No, it's know. Walking yeah. Dead's. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. Um, but then otherwise, the party went off without a hitch. Uh, we had my brother and I got like ransacked, bum rushed, and found out we were doing a toast like 15 minutes beforehand. <laughs> and they made a beautiful toast. We did okay. I think we did pretty well considering we had 15 minutes and, and no time to prep. And your father got a belly dancer to give him a um, not a lap dance, but <laughs> yeah, the belly dancer is uh, almost a family tradition at this point. Uh, at my parents' wedding, instead of having a band, they hired a, a belly dancer. Nice. And then for my dad's 60th, my mom hired him a belly dancer, and so now it's we've con- we're continuing the tradition. I just wonder how big the belly dance community is in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> we found the one, the one the girl, one girl. She was, but she was really good. She was, was very good. I was really impressed. She had, she had fans, but they all had scarfs on them, so it was this flowing it was kind of dance. It was really unique, and she really worked the audience and like knew how to perform and like yeah. keep it interesting, not awkward. You know, yeah. like she was had a smile on her face and was like, because otherwise it could have been a little weird. Yeah, it can you get know, weird, like the whole Star Trek scene. And, that's yeah, right. Green girl dancing. That's right. I think right. about that every night. I get lost. Um, but yeah, so it's been a, a fun trip so far. Oh, by the way, it's looking down. We have notes because we can't cut any of this stuff. So because I'm not editing it. So <laughs> yeah, we're not doing that. Um, so yeah, it's been a real fun time. So let's move on to uh, some nerdy, nerdy news. news. It's time for nerdy news. So for this edition of the episode, we're using the Pittsburgh, was it the Post- Pittsburgh Post Gazette? Yes. Uh, health and science section, which is one page. <laughs> Sports pages, by the way, are like 10 pages. Science Literally, gets one page. One page. One story is actually about science, and the other one's about uh, 
a battle at an abortion clinic. <laughs> so there's not much health and science going on in Pittsburgh. No, probably. no, not a lot. Uh, but story I've got is that uh, space mining, they think, is now closer than ever. And it's because um, a lot of the people that are doing it, Elon Musk is obviously the first one that comes to mind, are changing the way they're thinking about it. And uh, the way they're doing this is that, well, this the article starts with them talking about how all the United Arab Emirates and all these Middle Eastern oil companies mm. are investing a ton of money in getting into space because they know that that's, that's the next thing. That's the next big profit. Billions and billions. Um, and when I say they're changing their strategy, what I mean is they um, anything mined in space, a lot of it, the goal is to keep it in space. Most of those materials aren't going to make it back to Earth. It's really expensive probably to bring them back. To, to bring Earth. them back. So there will be some precious metals or hard-to-find elements that will be brought back because monetized here, um, they make sense. But, you know, steel and iron mined in space is going to be, in theory, then processed in space and used for other productions in space. It's like billions of tons of steel, like no easy, cheap way to get that back to Earth right, or exactly. practicality to use it. Uh, but for an idea of like a, a rare mineral, uh, they think that a football field-sized asteroid could contain as much as... Well, Fifty billion dollars worth of platinum. <laughs> no wonder they and want to get up there. That's the kind of thing that they would ship back to Earth. Platinum. Wow. Um, what, do even, what do we use platinum for? I don't, even, I don't know. I don't know either. Know. <laughs> but it's worth money. Apparently. Not, yeah, I don't. I, I've never owned anything platinum. I know in D and D you have uh, silver, gold, and then platinum pieces. But that's that, true. That's an imaginary thing. That is <laughs> like most things that we invest our time in. Yes, of imaginary. course. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we might we might be closer to space to space mining than we thought, but it's because we're changing the way we're thinking about it. And I mm-hmm. think that's that's really cool. It is cool, and my story might have been in the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, uh, but I think a lot of people were talking about this. This mastodon remains were, were found quite some time ago. I think they said in the late '90s, uh, but they're just now having the technology to actually radiocarbon date them appropriately using some kind of uranium test. I know all the details. All the details. <laughs> but the cool thing is using magic. <laughs> Using magic, but they uh, <laughs> so the prospector. Uh, they found these bones, but they were found them. They were crushed with some kind of tools. At least that's what they thought. So they were testing that um, in, in labs and reproducing the effects of using tools to do that. But the weird thing is that would mean there was humans around these remains a hundred thousand years earlier than they thought humans were in the United oh, States. Yeah. So not some people were misquoting this story and saying, "Oh, it's earlier than humans were ever around." It's like, no, they were around in Africa and other places. But right. this is a hundred thousand years earlier than they were in America. So we had thought. So it, right. it would change all of our thoughts about the Bering Land Bridge and how when we came over and it's just kind of weird but they're still trying to prove it but it's getting peer reviewed it's like real stuff is not pseudoscience so it, yeah. it was just we don't know anything is what we learned we, we learn that every day yes. we don't know a <laughs> damn thing Steve and I know that <laughs> and I feel, you know the, the fact is is that the even the date for like when modern humans came to be keeps getting pushed further back and yeah. further back and humans have been around for not a terribly long time in a universal sense right but Longer and longer and longer, pushing back the dates, you know, tens of thousands of years in some I think cases. even finding out that we lived the same time as Neanderthals was like a big revelation at one time. Sorry, folks. We had a little bit of a technical issue, so it cut off the very end of Nerd News. Uh, Jarman was talking about the Neanderthals, and then I think the only thing we missed after that was me bringing up the fact that Bauman's, ancestry-wise, uh, we have just a little bit more Neanderthal than most people. Go figure. Yeah, which explains, like, my shovel face and brow. <laughs> shovel face. This looks like terrible. a shovel face. Um, so thanks for bearing with us. Uh, but now we're going to move on to honor the city that we're in. Yes. We're going to talk about some local 
Pittsburgh events. These come from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, just like our nerd news story earlier. Uh, And so uh, to start us off, the Mendelssohn Choir of Pittsburgh and the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra are joining forces to honor a guy named Robert Page who died about a year ago. Uh, He was a conductor and music lover, and so uh, they have teamed up with the local WQED, which is the local, like, the public uh, television, public radio affiliate, uh, to put on this concert for him. Um, Sounds really exciting. It is. So it is actually tonight, so Sunday at 7.30 at Heinz Hall. Uh, It is free admission, but they're asking that people register early so that they know how many people are going to show up. Register early, guys, for, for tonight. Uh, all right, there you go. <laughs> the next event is Hercules Didn't Wade in the Water, a play written by Michael A. Jones and directed by Whale Jamal. Tonight at the Pittsburgh Playwrights Theater, 937 Liberty Avenue, Suite 3, downtown. Don't that's, miss it. That's right. And then on Thursday, we have the Pittsburgh Cello Quartet performing oh, at love the, the, cellos. Uh, the Hollywood Theater. There is a $10 suggested donation. Please give the suggested donation. These people might need the money. These are cellists. These are not <laughs> bigwig billionaires. They need your money. They're probably baristas during the day. Yes. That's why they're so good with their hands. Oh. Oh. Cellists. Go, yo, ma. Uh, and then finally, coming up, uh, also on Thursday. Yes, the Pittsburgh. Oh, that's a quartet. Sorry. <laughs> the Found Footage Festival will be screened at the Regent Square Theater, 1035 South Braddock Avenue at 8 p.m. And it's basically where they... Show found footage of VHS cassettes and like music. home videos with funny stuff. See it, what happens. It sounds like America's funniest home videos, but without Bob Saget. And I think I was mentioning before that it's like a basically a very hipstery event. Having yeah. a, people bringing all their VHS. Hipsters are moving into cool Pittsburgh VHS. now that it's up and coming. It's true. That's, That's where right. the money comes in. <laughs> so there's your local community events for Pittsburgh. Make sure to get a flight here soon so you can see those things on Thursday. So to try to avoid the technical issue we just experienced, this is going to be chopped up a little bit. So we're actually going to break it here and then come back with our next segment. We'll see you back soon. So as you know from the podcast, if you've been listening, Jarman does uh, voiceover work and does uh, audiobook voice acting. Try. Um, and so because of that, I want him to read Joyce a book with funny voices. Yes. Uh, so we recorded this separately because she's a baby and she, she does what she wants. Um, but here it is. Enjoy. It's called The Littlest, Tiniest Fire Engine. Just a, t- a small fire engine. Have fun. There you go. So for our very special episode in our very special in-person video episode, uh, this is my daughter, Joyce. Say hi. She oh. just wants the phone. Uh, who you have heard on the podcast before. Uh, and I have decided that for this episode, I want Jarman to read Joyce a book. <laughs> a kid's book. And it's called The Too Little Fire Engine. Because she's cute? too little. She's too little for her age. She's getting better, though. <laughs> we'll get there. Shoving that food down. That's right. So this is a book from 1950. This mm-hmm. is vintage. There we go. So we're like in this classroom. Wave it around. That's right. You have to wave it. <laughs> the Too Little Fire Engine. Story and Pictures by Jane Flory. Do you need me to hold the mic for you? If you can. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Once there was a little red fire engine who lived in a toy shop. I'd like to go for a real fire just once. That's a terrible voice. (laughs) (laughs) It was a little fire. Okay. I'd like to go to a real fire just once, said the little red fire engine to the other toys. Pooh, said the stuffed striped elephant. You are only a little toy engine. You wouldn't be any help at all in a big fire. The little fire engine said, oh, yes, I would. There'd be plenty of things for a little engine to do. All the other toys began to laugh at him. The calico clown and the jack-in-the-box laughed loudest of all. 
I don't know what a calico clown is either. Don't worry. <laughs> You've never seen a fire, said the calico clown. <laughs> How would you know what to do? You're too little. You would only be in the way. And here's the calico clown. He's terrifying. Nightmare fuel. Nightmare fuel. For a little choice here. This book is falling apart. <laughs> it's, it's old. All right. But the little fire engine decided to go to the next big fire. That very afternoon, he heard the fire siren blow. Out the open toy shop door, he dashed and stood at the curb panting. The big red fire engines went tearing by, sirens screeching and bells clanging. Whew, said the little fire engine. I didn't know real fire engines were so big. He did his best to keep up, but the big engines went too fast. They got to the fire first. And there's the big engines and the book ripping apart. Pretty, isn't it? She wants to drool over it. She loves the color red. <laughs> How much longer is this book? It's not that long. <laughs> All right. When he got there, the big engines were already at work. The long hoses were twisting and winding all around. The little engine could hardly get through. He puffed and panted first over one hose and then another. And at last he was too close to the fire, and he looked around for a job that he could do. I'll shoot the water, he thought. But his little hose was so short that the stream of water didn't even reach the flames. I wish someone would tell me what to do, he said to himself. The engines had plenty of work, but there wasn't anything a little fire engine could do. Oops, I didn't get to show you the picture. It's very intricate. These are professional drawings. That's right. <laughs> Just then he saw a spark fly from the burning building. It landed right beside him. Here, said the little engine. This will never do. He turned his hose on the little fire. His hose was just the right size. In an instant, the fire was out. Then the little engine had a good idea. I'll be a spark watcher, he decided. I can put out little fires before they get to be big fires. <laughs> It's like a little Gomer pile. Yes. <laughs> so he raced around looking for flying sparks. Whenever he saw one, he hurried to put it out. There's some googly eyes in that one. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it's weird eyeballs. Yeah, it is. Oh, ripping apart. It's very brittle. <laughs> Finally, one of the big fire engines saw the little fire engine scooting around so busily. He looks as if we have a new helper, said the big fire engine. Good work, little fella. The big engines were busy putting the fire the, out the big fire, and they were very glad to have the little fire engine to put out the little fires. It's teamwork. Whoops, there's the big fire engine and the little one. She, she's got it. She gets <laughs> she it. She gets it. Finally, the whole fire was put out. All the tired engines began rolling up their hoses. The little engine was starting home when one of the big engines called to him. Why don't you come along to the firehouse with us, little engine? We can use you. The little engine was delighted. I'd like that very much. First, I must go home and tell the other toys so they won't <laughs> worry about me. As he came to the door of the toy shop, he thought he smelled smoke. He sniffed again, and then he saw a flicker of flames in a wastebasket. Fire! Fire! He shouted. He looked over that one, and he changed his bell loudly. He clanged his bell as loudly as he could. The other toys came running. Where? Where? They cried. Oh, save us! Help! Help! They all ran around, but nobody knew what to do, and they were all too frightened to think. Here's all the terrifying toys. I hope they all burn in this fire. <laughs> I hope just the calico and clown. <laughs> he has to go. Only the little fire engine was calm. He had been to a fire, and he knew just what to do. He backed as close as he could to the burning wastebasket. He unwound his hose and sent a stream of water splashing on the flames. In an instant, the fire was out. And the calico clown just by and watches the anarchy. A piece of shit. <laughs> Cursing right in front of his child. Yeah, she doesn't understand yet. 
Thank goodness you came in time, the toy said. They all crowded around and thanked him. They wiped off the smoke and water. They rubbed and polished him until he was bright and shiny once more. That's a strange way to thank him. <laughs> I don't know what we would have done without you, said the stuffed striped elephant. We are all so proud. Swing of the street. He saved them and they gave him a rub down? Yeah, basically. Mm. That's how it works in real life, right? Well, they did mention his hose a lot. <laughs> his little hose. His little hose a lot. The little fire engine was very happy. He said to himself, I guess I won't leave after all. Big fires are for big fire engines, but little fires are for little fire engines. I'm just the right size to take care of a little fire. Who knows what might happen here if I should go away? So the happy little fire engine settled down for a long nap, for he had a very, very busy day of being rubbed down. That's right. <laughs> and she's now bored of the book. <laughs> Perfect. And that's the two little thank you, Uncle Jarman. Yay! Our little Penn State fan. Yay! Yay! <laughs> she likes being short. She does. <laughs> If you don't already have a child, you can have this. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> the drool just comes right out. Okay. Thanks, Uncle Jarman. I must grab that. <laughs> Thanks, folks. Thank On you. to the next segment. <laughs> well, that was fun. That was. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. I think Joyce enjoyed it. I hope she did. She mostly just wanted to eat the microphone and, eat the, and microphone. the book. And the cable. And just the cable. That's all, just everything. <laughs> I don't think she knew a story was happening, but she saw strange things going on and it was entertaining. That's right. Yep. So what are we moving on to now? Now we're going to move on to when we uh, were in high school. Ah, yes. Back in the day. A long time ago now, dear Lord. Uh, we went to an acting competition and we did a scene from the play The Odd Couple. Because if you've seen The Odd Couple or the TV show... We basically were the odd couple. We are still the odd yes. couple. I take an hour to get ready in the morning. And, and I don't give a shit. Yeah, then it works out pretty well. That's right. But it makes for an interesting friendship. That's right. We're a dichotomy. So if you don't already like us, you're seeing a lot of us right now because we're about to do a whole scene with just the two of us acting. So if you're listening in the podcast, it'll be an audio drama. But otherwise, you'll be able to watch it live right now. That's right. On the YouTube channel. All right. Let's do it. All right. <clears throat> All right, Felix. What is it? What is it? Let's start with what time do you think it is? What time? The, I don't know, 7 o'clock? 7.30? Sorry. 7.30. Try 8 o'clock. All right, so it's 8 o'clock, so? So? You said you'd be home at 7. Is that what I said? Yes, that's what you said. I'll be home at 7, is what you said. Okay, I said I'd be home at 7, and it's 8, so what's the problem? If you knew you were going to be late, why didn't you call I me? Couldn't call you, but I was busy. Too busy to pick up a phone? I was, Where were you? I was in the office working. <laughs> working? Yes, uh, working. I called your office at 7 o'clock. You were gone. It, it, it took me an hour to get home. I couldn't get a cab. Since when do they have cabs in Hannigan's Bar? Oh, wait a minute. I want to get this down on tape recorder because no one will believe me. You mean now I have to call you if I'm going to come home late for dinner? Not any dinner, just the ones I've been slaving over since 2 o'clock this afternoon to help save you money and pay your wife's alimony. Felix, this is no time to have a domestic quarrel. We have two girls coming down any minute. You mean you told them to be here at 8 o'clock? I don't remember what I said. 7.30, 8 o'clock? What difference does it make? I'll tell you what difference. You told me they were coming at 7.30. You were going to be here at 7 to help me with the hors d'oeuvres. At 7.30, they arrive and we have cocktails. At 8 o'clock, we have dinner. It's now 8 o'clock. My London broil is finished. If we don't eat now, the whole damn thing will be dried out. Oh, God help me. Never mind helping you. Tell him to save the meat. 
because we got $9.34 worth drying up in there right now. Can't you just keep it warm? What do you think I am, the magic chef? I'm not, I'm lucky I got it to come out at eight o'clock. What, what am I gonna do? I don't know, keep pouring gravy on it. What gravy? Don't you have any gravy? Where the hell am I going to get gravy at I, eight o'clock? I thought it comes when you cook the meat. When you cook the meat? You don't know the, the first thing you're talking about. You have to make gravy. It doesn't come. You asked my advice. I gave it to you. Advice? <laughs> you know, you didn't know where the kitchen was till I came here and showed you. You, uh, you want to talk to me? Put down the spoon, Felix. Spoon? You dumb ignoramus. It's a ladle. You don't even know it's a ladle. Oh, my Felix, get a hold of yourself. <laughs> you think it's so easy. Go on. The kitchen all yours. Go make a London broil for four people who come half hour late. Listen to me. I'm arguing with him about gravy. Well, they're here. Our dinner guests. I'll get a saw and cut the meat. Stay where you are. I'm not taking the blame for this dinner. Who's blaming you? Who even cares about the dinner? I care. I take pride in what I do, and you're going to explain to them exactly what happened. All right. You can take a Polaroid picture of me coming in the door at 8 o'clock. Now take off that stupid apron because I'm opening the door. I just want one thing clear. This is the last time I ever cook for you because people like you don't even appreciate a decent meal. That's why they have TV dinners. You're through? I'm through. Yeah. <laughs> and just when the baby decides to join in, everyone. <laughs> she just heard me yelling, got confused. That's true. She probably thought mommy and daddy were fighting. That's right. <laughs> so we're going to stop here and come back with some trailer reviews. So stick around. <laughs> Here to Play on Nerds, we have developed an interesting rating system to bring to you our ideas on the trailers we're about to review. At the low, low end of the scale, we have Burn It, where we think you should find every copy you can get your hands on and throw it into a barrel fire. Kill it with fire. <laughs> and our next step is Drunk Watch, which means that, yeah, I'd watch this movie. It'd be entertaining if I was under the influence of some kind of substance of some kind. But if I was sober, probably not going to check this thing out. No, nope, not going to see it. Next, we've got We'll See, which is maybe we just don't know enough about this movie to tell what the hell it's going to be. Could be good. Could be bad. Not sure. Eh. And our next category would be Get the Couch Ready, which means I'm definitely going to check this movie out at home. Wouldn't necessarily pay the big bucks of see it in theaters, but I'm definitely going to watch it at home. So get that couch ready. After that, we have Take a Look, where we are recommending for you, our viewers and listeners, to check out this movie and check out the trailer and tell us what you think about it. We, we wanted to see what you guys think. It looks pretty good, but we're not quite sure yet. Yeah, take a look. Yeah. Let us know. And for our final and best category, we have Shut Up and Take My Money. Shut up and take my money. This looks so awesome. We're going to see it. That's where we cannot wait to give Hollywood bigwigs all of the money that we have earned at work to go see a film for $47. We're so excited. We just have to go see it. We, have, we don't have a choice. And that is our A Play on Nerds official copyrighted trademark system for rating our movie trailers. So this week, uh, we're going to do something a little bit different with trailer reviews. We're going to watch the trailers in front of you and review them sort of as they're coming up. Um, we'll probably find some way to splice in the video or Yeah, the you'll audio see the trailer least. here or here. Just down yeah. in this region, Maybe the trailer. Here. Trailer. Right there. Trailer. Trailer. Okay. <laughs> uh, so What's the gonna, first one? We're going to start with Absolutely Anything, which has uh, Simon Pegg, Kate Beckinsale, and oddly enough... The voice of Robin Williams playing a dog. Oh, 
Those are all the voices of the Monty Python guys, yeah, like apparently. All the Monty Python guys. One thing you could do would change your life for the better. Oh, that's easy. I would be able to see Catherine from downstairs. <laughs> Her only part in the trailer. Yeah, <laughs> Just sell in a bra. All I have to do is wave my hand. Dennis, be able to speak. Biscuits. What? Biscuits. Please, please, please. Nothing else matters. Come to think of it. Robin Williams. Your leg right now. So weird. I can solve every problem in the world. Have you thought this thing through? Dog mask, please help. <laughs> Adorable poop. It's clear he has no idea of doing any good whatsoever. John Cleese. And a really big. Not that big. Zion Pegg's already in pretty good shape. That's right. Surprising, he's be chubby. Let everyone who died be alive again. Raising zombies. President of the United States. I wonder why everyone wants to kill him as president. Israel in the Middle East. <laughs> Great cast. I can't believe that turned you in. It's true. Just pretend to be a dumb animal again. I love you, Neil. Shut up, Dennis. Shagger, Neil. So weird hearing Rob Williams. <laughs> Apparently this is the motion. So what I want to understand is, so Simon Pegg's supposed to be an American? He had a British accent. Right, but he has to be the president of the United States. Yeah, it just made it magically happen, though. And Kate Beckinsale, also British, but his dog, American, American. accent. Confusing. Some inconsistencies, I'll yes, say. maybe. Uh, but this looks like Bruce Almighty, like, the redo. Yeah. I, I mean, I really like it. I like the premise, and I like the they have the Monty Python cast, and they got the yeah. Robin Williams voice, which is weird. We were talking that maybe this was made several years ago, and it's been held back or something. Because uh, of his death, they decided not to release it. Or that maybe, must be it. The timing. They were like, they, it was it would be bad timing for their own sales. Right, right. But this doesn't even look like the kind of movie where like it would take three years to produce it. After no. all, that that's not that kind of movie. Hours and hours of post production or something. Um, so I'm gonna give this one a like get the couch ready. Yeah. I think because I would probably watch this at home or rent it. But I'm not going to pay money to go see this in a theater. If there was nothing else in theaters, I might see it. But it's definitely get the couch ready. Yeah. But it's fun. And then the next one is The Dark Tower. The Dark Tower. This is uh, based on a Stephen King novel or series of novels, I believe. Which I have not read. For thousands of generations, the gunslingers were The gunslingers were not. He just elbow voice. Got Matthew McConaughey as the villain, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I'm excited to see that. Visions, as you call them. What do you see? I see a tower, the man in black, and the gunslinger. They're just strings. People were commenting that it's good that they have the hero as a, a black man and the villain as a white man. Finally, good. Yep. There's another world out there. I know there's. Because the book doesn't specify what race the gunslinger is, huh. so it doesn't really matter. It's you. You're a gunslinger, right? It's sort of like Jedi mythos. Yeah. Not anymore. Why does the man in black want to destroy the tower? The tower protects both our worlds. If it falls, hell will be unleashed. I like movies from a kid's perspective that are serious. Like, I love Last Action Hero. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. No. 
is worse. You can't stop what's coming. Death always wins. Your world might be gone, but mine isn't. Hmm. You let that telephone, billions of people die. Do they have guns and bullets in the world? You're gonna like Earth a lot. <laughs> Got lots of guns and bullets. Oh yeah. You're gonna love the Midwest. You're gonna love the way you look. That's pretty cool effect. I will kill him for both of us. That was so cool. Yeah, the reloading, two reloading actions they've shown so far. And the Allstate guy has a father. Are you in good hands? You don't shoot with your hands. Directing this, those some beautiful shots. It was real quick. <laughs> They're probably on the detail page. Um, because um, it's really good. Nicolaj Arcel. No idea. Nope, no idea. Good for him though. Uh, it looks like a really cool treatment. I like how dark it looks. Yeah, and I was saying how it's crazy the different genres that Stephen King can do, like Stand by Me, and then do something like It and right, also right. the horror, and then something action like this. Also, I heard that Dark Tower series incorporates all of his books, like in one multiverse. Huh. Apparently, like It and all these other things, like the car one. I've always all. heard that all of his books happen within the same universe. Right. So it's like something like, but it, apparently, it talks about those other books or makes mentions to them and stuff like they're real. You huh. know? So I wonder if the movies are incorporating that or possibly licensing be too weird. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I'll give that one a. If ba like, I'd go see it in the theater if baby allows. So it's a hypothetical shut up and take my money. Hypothetical shut up and take my money. For me, it's a shut up and take my money. All right, yeah. Real pretty. I'm excited to see Idris Elba and just kick ass and yeah, and all the gunplay in the in the trailer looks so cool. Like him reloading, like oh, yeah, like tossing bolts in the air. <laughs> the weirdest part is that ever since Dallas Buyers Club, when Matthew McConaughey lost all that weight, he's never looked the same. Yeah, he looks really gaunt and really still hot, really chill. like uh, I noticed it in uh, True uh, what uh, True Detective. True Detective. Yeah, noticed it really heavily. In True Detective. He used to be real like you know. Skin looked good, looking you know, like very healthy. All right, and, all right, all right. Now he looks really kind of worn, and ever since that movie, because he lost so much weight, it's creepy. Yeah. That's trailer reviews. We'll be right back for an outro, so stick around. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for joining us uh, in a very special episode, at least for us. Well, in person we, episode. Like we haven't, like we've not seen each other in four years, something like that, or at least three. Uh, I was Christian's and Sarah's wedding. Wow. Yeah. Time. Four years. Um, we're hoping to make it less than... We might see each other again in a couple months. Yeah. yeah might yeah. be able to do another special episode. German's going to come out of San Francisco, so that'd be a lot of fun. Can lug all this equipment out there, too. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, it's been a good time. I just wanted to respond to something that one of our, our longtime viewers and a friend of the podcast, uh, two of them actually, brought up is while German was here, he posted a picture of me holding my baby and a beer, because mm -hmm. that's what being a parent is. Right. Uh, and uh, who was it? Paul Wright? Well, Sean brought it up. Sean brought it up. Sean Vanderloo, who was actually on one of our early episodes. Rusted Robot, Robot Podcast. Podcast. Shout out for you guys. Uh, said that I, that I was not how he imagined me at all. And <laughs> then Paul, Paul Wright 
chimed in and said that he just assumed that I had a big full beard. <laughs> Which Stephen can't even grow a oh, full no. beard. In fact, if you look, I'm not even sure the camera could pick this up. This is his to dirt honor stash. my father, who has a has had a mustache. I've never seen my father without a mustache. My brother and I has had to grow ours out. <laughs> It doesn't grow at all in the middle for and you. It's like a giant It's like spot. the demilitarized zone in the middle. I can fit a thumb in the space you where no hair You have an opposite Hitler stash. I have, yes. I can never be Hitler. I guess the good news. I can never be Hitler, I, guys. I can never be Hitler. Because you really want to. Michael Jordan, who also had the Hitler stash. Yeah, me. that was weird. I want to know what publicist was like. <laughs> I think you can pull that off. He's like, Charlie Chaplin had it too. Why can't I do it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's my Michael Jordan voice. I don't know why. Uh, but... Uh, Thank you to all of our listeners and keep listening and we'll keep yeah. trying to do special stuff like this. And I know that feeling because I listen to so many podcasts where I see them finally in person or a picture of them and it just weirds me out. Yeah. Like I've heard this voice for three years now and that is not what I'm imagining. That's right. <laughs> We're sorry to disappoint you. We're just better looking than when you thought. That's, right? Yeah, I'm known for that. <laughs> But we'll I'll be back with you guys again in a couple of weeks, hopefully, with a yeah. new audio episode. Um, maybe down the line, we'll figure out some kind of way to do like a webcast where we record it at the same time with video. If yeah, you want to look we'll at our see mugs. if we can get that technical. If you guys let us know that you'd prefer to have video content as well like this, I mean. We we'll, can try. We'll see. We'll, we'll try see. to figure it out. Otherwise, you'll hear our voices again in two That's weeks. That's right. Um, thanks again. Uh, we'll keep being your nerdy hosts if you keep being our listeners. Thanks again, Internet. Stay nerdy, my friends. If you'd like to find out more about us, you can always check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash aplayonnerds. Or check us out on Twitter and Instagram at aplayonnerds. We're also streaming live game content all the time on twitch.tv slash aplayonnerds. Fun videos and stuff to check out, youtube.com slash playonnerds. And also please subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a review if possible because that lets us be easily searched in the iTunes search index for podcasts and that way we know if we stink exactly let us know if you hate us or you love us that's always great check us out at our website www.playonnerds.com where all this content can be found at the tip of your fingers and you can also always email us at anything at a and then check us out on i guess snapchat maybe <laughs> for dick sticks or tumblr <laughs> tumblrs Periscopes. Uh, you could also throw a rock at us with a message on it. Carrier pigeons. We accept cassette tapes. <laughs> I love cassette tapes. We just want to hear from you. Yes, please send us anything you like at any social media outlets. However you do it, check us out. And how? How?